Welcome to Bravo Maestra. I'm Kalisa, and I'm going to be talking about part one of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion. And you guys, I was so excited for this because the finale episode was so freaking amazing. Wasn't it one of the best Housewives episodes we've ever seen? What did you guys think? I think it was definitely one of the most dramatic episodes, that's for sure. Definitely had me hyped for the reunion, so let's just get right into it. They start with Lisa, Heather, and Whitney together heading down, and Whitney was doing that joking, like, Archangel Michael, please protect us, like, jokey prayer thing that I'm sure you've seen, like, posted everywhere. I don't know. Whatever. I thought it was lame. I didn't think it was funny. Um, I do think that it was great that they just got right into them going down to the stage instead of what they used to do with Andy, like visiting each of the ladies as they got ready. Um, oh my gosh, you guys, Monica coming out to the stage was amazing. The music as she came out was so dramatic. Like it was, I don't even know what it was. I can't even describe it. It was just dramatic. Like it was it was amazing. And the cameras follow her like, I don't even know. It was like off to the side of the stage from like these industrial stairs that she had to climb down. And it just follows her all the way down the stairs and walking all the way to the stairs. I mean, all the way to the stage. Like it was amazing. I loved it. Salt Lake City is just killing it with the music and just all the dramatics. I am loving it. And seating wise, it's Monica on Andy's right. And then it's Meredith and then Whitney. And then Heather is on Andy's left. And then Lisa and Angie. And then I want to talk a little bit about their looks. So I'll start with Whitney. And Whitney just she looks so hot. Like she looks like a hot girl going to the club in her short neon green dress. And I'm not a fan of the design at the top. Um, but the high pony and the layered necklaces just made her look younger and just like, I mean, she is young, like she is young, but it just, the overall look like made her look younger and cooler than she usually does. And she just looked so good. Like she is beautiful and she always looks good, but like this overall look, I, um, I just thought she looked so good. And then I don't really have a lot to say about Meredith. She is a beautiful woman, but the highlight to me was her eye makeup. That's like really all that stuck out to me was it was like a bit of a cat eye and it looked really pretty. And I thought Monica looked really beautiful. The bright teal, that's like one of my favorite colors. And she had a great tan going. Um, and I don't know what it's called. I think it's called like Kybella or something. And this is alleged, alleged, but it's like her chin, like neck area looked thinner. Um, I mean, whether or not she got that done, she looks beautiful, but I think like she got something done there. But like her long, wavy, curled hair and her eye makeup was stunning. Like it kept catching my eye, like the sparkly, um, light eye makeup was so pretty. I really liked Heather's look too. 
um, the like coral colored dress and like her wavy hair and something about her face looked different. Was that just me? Like, did you guys notice something like different about her face? I don't know what it was, but it looked a little bit different to me. And then Lisa always looks awesome. I don't know what it is, but like to me, I was just like, oh, yep, that's Lisa's reunion look. Do you guys know what I mean? Like, it seems like she always looks kind of the same to me <laughs> for a reunion. Um, but she's just like such a cool girl. And I know I said that about Luann in the last episode, but they do give me just like cool girl vibes. But yeah, that's that's LB. And then I don't know about you guys, but Angie's look was my favorite. She looked so beautiful, just like really hot. Like she looked like a hot woman and hers was definitely my favorite. I really liked that like her and Whitney did short dresses. I feel like the ladies at reunions don't do short dresses enough and they really pulled them off. Um, and I love wavy hair on Angie. I wish that she did wavy hair more often. I feel like when, when I think of Angie K, I think of like the pin straight, like straight down the middle part, um, really long hair. And I think she should do the wavy or like crimped look looks really good on her. Um, and like she had like cutouts in the dress and the heels, like really strappy heels. Like she just looked so good. Like she has such a great body too. Um, and I feel like she doesn't show it that much, which is, which is fine, but like she should, she looked really good. But anyways, what what look was your favorite? You guys should comment at um, at Bravo Maestra. I want to hear what you guys thought. So Andy starts out commenting that the group really hasn't been together since the finale. And Monica says, like, well, I think they all have been together minus me. And Andy says, right, well, that's what I'm trying to point out. But he says it like kind of smiling and Monica smiles and nods. And the way she did it gave me like teacher's pet vibes. Like, oh, <laughs> like totally sucking up to Andy. Did you guys catch that? Um, not surprising, but. I did catch that. And it was kind of refreshing that when Andy says about um, she who shall not be named Jen Shaw, that she's not there anymore, that Heather said she was nervous that viewers would miss the like heightened level of drama that Jen brought to the show. Um, like Heather said that she was nervous that viewers would tune out because that was missing. And I was actually kind of surprised that Heather said that, but it was really refreshing. But honestly, it was like gross just hearing about Jen. Like I, I really do not need her. I do not want anything to do with her. I get that they did they did need to like address some stuff, but ugh, I didn't like any of it. They talked about how um, she maintained her innocence up until pleading guilty. And Lisa kind of brings up like, well, even after she pled guilty, she kept saying like, oh, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And Lisa says, you know, it was hard being friends, like trying to be friends with someone when all this evidence is stacked against them. And ugh, like, I'm just so glad she's off the show. Like, I think it is best without her. And I love Lisa now, but like, it just was giving me like PTSD to all those episodes, all those seasons of being so frustrated with like, how can you be friends with this person, she who shall not be named, like 
when she's clearly allegedly well she i guess she literally is guilty <laughs> um and like with a person like that and i guess you know the ladies did say like it's hard like we were afraid of repercussions like she would she would lash out against us and blah 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 but like it was just so it was just like intolerable like it was so hard to watch um and like it was just hard to understand and yeah anyways i'm glad she's gone i i don't want to even talk about her anymore but it was funny that whitney like because heather and lisa are next to each other so the focus was really on that couch and whitney's on the other couch and it was funny to see the like her be like ahem ahem like leaning forward with like a finger in the air and the camera kind of swivel over to her and whitney be like i maintained the whole time that i was speculative about her innocence like it made me laugh that she was basically like uh don't lump me in with heather and lisa being dum-dums about falling for jen <laughs> so then andy talks about monica coming in and being like real with that conversation with her mom and I'm kind of like, uh, are we saying real with quotes? Cause you know how I feel about Monica and her mom. I do not need her mom. Um, but he's talking about that conversation with her mom about like buying the bag. Like, oh, so I went out and I bought a bag. And Andy's like, you know, why was that important to share? And Monica's like, you know, I look at everything that these women have in their lives and I compare their life with mine and I wonder what am I bringing? And um, then Andy asks, like, when they were in Palm Springs, like, what was it about like the whole Lisa losing her ring situation. Like, what was it that bothered you so much? And Monica was like, well, it was Lisa saying 60,000, 60,000, 60,000 over and over and over. And Lisa says, like, it wasn't just the money. Like, it was sentimental, which she did say, you know, a few times at the time. But then she starts to say that, um, you know, she told us that John gave her the ring and that's why it was sentimental. But she goes on to say that like John gave it to her after Henry was born. But like when Henry was born, he almost died and that they didn't know if they would be able to have more kids. And so like whenever she looks at her ring, she thinks like we have two beautiful kids now. And she didn't really give any more details, but was like emotional about it. And I don't I don't know. They kind of just moved on. and. um talked about the rumor about the rumor that Monica was the one that stole the ring and Monica says that she thinks that Lisa and Heather were the ones that started the rumor that Monica stole the ring and they're like no we didn't we're not the ones and Monica's like well why didn't you go online and say I don't think Monica's the one who did it which that would not that never crossed my mind did that cross your mind like would that cross your guys' mind that they should go online and tell everybody to stop spreading those rumors? Like, that wouldn't even cross my mind. But, and Lisa kind of says that. She's like, I don't think I need to do that. And Heather's like, <laughs> Heather's like, maybe we thought you did. <laughs> that made me laugh. And Monica's like, exactly. Thank you. You just admitted it. Like, she just caught Heather or something. And Heather's like, uh no i was thinking that i didn't say it like it was so ridiculous and lisa's like and then lisa's just so lisa she's kind of like holding her hand out 
and looking at her ring, but she is like looking between the ring and at Monica and like at Andy. And she's like, yeah, I got a new ring, but it's not the same. This one's nice, but I'd really like my old one back. And Monica's like, why are you looking at me when you say that? I don't have your ring. And Angie like chuckles and Monica calls, <laughs> Monica's like, what are you laughing at? You bench warming bitch. This doesn't involve you just like most of the season. That was so good. So Andy asks Monica how her relationship with Jen started out. And Monica says it started out as friends. And then she, quote unquote, worked for her. And then they became enemies. And Monica says she wasn't being paid by her, that they were friends. But then it turned into like getting her groceries, like helping her get places on time, etc. Like more assistant like stuff. And Andy's like, okay, so you are taking time away from your kids to do this kind of stuff and not get paid. And Monica's like, well, at the time I did have a husband at home. And Heather's like, so you weren't like being a Kim K, like I'll start out as an assistant and see where this will get me. And Monica's like, um, no, which my thought was like, wait, what is wrong with that? Like, when I say what is wrong with that, it's like, what's wrong with starting out as an assistant and seeing where that will get you? Like, yeah, it's okay with me. I mean, it's okay to be an assistant, to just be an assistant and have that be your job, but it's also perfectly fine and normal and acceptable to be an assistant to like with the intention and plan of moving up in that workplace or in that career, like that is completely a normal thing to do. So I was like, why is she being like, um, no, why would I ever do that? And like Heather said, that's what Kim did. And so I was like, that's weird. What's going on? So then Heather's like, oh, well, let's listen to this audio recording. And it's a recording of Monica literally saying, Kim K was an assistant and look where it got her. So of course I used being her, Jen's assistant as a stepping stone. Um, so Monica literally blatantly lied. And why? Like, yes, I know Monica's a liar. We all know that. But like, why? Like, that's what I, yes, lying is wrong, but I do not understand when people lie for literally no reason. Like, I don't understand that. Like, why? Like, it creeped me out because, okay. (laughs) Like, like I said, there is nothing wrong with being an assistant to move up. Like, first of all, like to move up and as in like, you're an assistant to someone on a show. So you become their assistant in hopes of also getting on the show is like what I'm thinking. And I believe is what Andy and Heather are also thinking. But why would you lie when you have said it in a recording that you've clearly posted somewhere? And that is where Heather has gotten this recording. And why would you also lie when your castmate has said, asked you a very specific question. She said, Kim K. Like she literally asked you, so you didn't start out as Kim K to see where it'll get you. So wouldn't in your head you be thinking, hmm, my castmate just asked me a very specific thing. Like, shit, I think she saw the recording of me saying that. 
why don't I just like admit it? And I don't even understand why it's admitting something as if it's like a bad thing. Oh my gosh, you guys, I'm thinking too much about this, aren't I? Oh my gosh. So anyways, she's lied. She lied. She's a liar. Like, but it's ridiculous. Like it doesn't even, it's so annoying. (laughs) Did this bother any of you as much as it's bothering me? It's so ridiculous. So why wouldn't you just admit it? It's ridiculous. So then they're like, so how did you get on the show? And she's like, well, like everyone else, I emailed to apply and they're like, okay. And she's like, yeah. And so I I emailed casting and I said, yeah, your show sucks and it's going to get canceled because you need the right cast. And they're all like, wait, what? You said that? And then they show Monica's actual email and spoiler alert, she did not say that to them. She says something along the lines of like, hey, um, like if you need a feisty Latina, I'm your girl. Please let me know what I need to do to be cast or something like that. Like, so another lie. And then she has the creepy nerve to say, I'm being honest. That's what I said to the, to the cast and to Andy. Like, yeah, I told them that their, their ratings are shit and their show's going to get canceled. They need the right cast. What the hell? And I'm annoyed that they didn't say like, after playing that audio recording, like, okay, so I just asked you, are you pulling a Kim K and being an assistant to see where it gets you? And now, and you lied and I just played this recording and you just said, oh my gosh. All right. I'm going to move on because it's just, it does, ugh, it's not worth it. I'm moving on. <laughs> so Andy asks Monica about the friend at secret Service or with a secret service. And, um, Monica says that he told her to get away from Jen. She's going to prison. And Monica says that she reached out to federal investigators and said, like, I have information and she feels that she did the right thing and that she thinks others on the cast or there should have done the right thing too. And did you guys catch this, that the camera went to Heather and Lisa looking uncomfortable, I would say, but then it ends there. Like, that was it. Like they kind of look at each other and kind of like, like twitch a little bit. (laughs) Like they kind of move around a little bit, but then that was it. I don't know. It was weird. Um, and Andy asks about the affair with a brother-in-law and she says that it was over a decade ago. And I was like, did we know that? I don't think we knew that. That was, I think that was new information. Um, and her and even Heather pipes in, they say how much work Monica put in to be rebaptized in the church and like what a big deal that was. Um, and Monica says that she is no longer in contact with that guy. And then we go way back to the beginning of the season and like they show flashbacks. And I was literally like, oh yeah, like I forgot about all of this. Like I feel like it was so long ago, like so much has happened. Um, they show Meredith and Whitney, like the bath drama. Remember the bath drama? Like, doesn't that seem like a different season? So they show that and the like Whitney calling out Meredith that like she makes something big and emotional as like an excuse to not deal with a confrontation. And then Meredith and Lisa, they're like still trying to recover their friendship. Um, Lisa and Whitney being besties at first. And then after Whitney's friend passes, um, Whitney flips out on Lisa saying she only thinks about herself. And then Lisa flips out and leaves the event. 
And then Heather and Whitney, their drama still carrying over from last season. So Andy asks them for updates and Meredith and Lisa say that they've had bumps, but they're basically starting their friendship over. Um, And then when it comes to Meredith using excuses to um, like get out of confrontations, at first I was like, oh gosh, this is like, this is kind of boring. Because at first Lisa's like, I see both sides. And Whitney's like, do you see how it can be perceived as an excuse, Meredith? Do you see it? You see it, right? Do you see it? Do you see the perception? And Meredith is like, you can perceive it however you want. But I think you all have seen me enough to know that I don't need an excuse. If I don't want to deal with something, I have no problem walking away. And they all are like disengage. And then they show flashbacks of her disengaging. And it was kind of funny. And I actually did love that. Then Meredith was like, so to minimize it and say that I have to make excuses is belittling what I'm going through and is hurtful. And I was like, wow, like, yeah, I didn't even really look at it that way. Um, So I thought that was really good. And then it gets into Lisa and Whitney. And honestly, you guys, was this frustrating for you? (sighs) Whitney in general is kind of frustrating to me. (laughs) Again, don't take her off my television. Keep her on the show. But she is very frustrating to me. Um... Lisa really is in a, as she put it, a zero win situation because remember at Meredith's jewelry event, it was the day after Whitney's friend passes away and Whitney arrives and Lisa goes up to Heather and gives her a gift and hugs Whitney and asks if Whitney's okay. And Whitney's like, no, but I'm strong. And no, I don't want to talk about it. And then she's pissed at Lisa the whole time. But then later in Bermuda tells Lisa like, you asked me too many times if I was okay. Like, but then Whitney still, even now at the reunion, so all that time, like at Meredith's event, at in Bermuda, all all the times they've been together, Whitney still has yet to say what she actually wants Lisa to do. And Lisa says, like, I can't win. Like, if I didn't ask you if you were okay, that would be bad. If I asked too many times if you're okay, that would be bad. Like, there's nothing I can do. What do you want me to do? And so it's just like really, really frustrating. And it's extra frustrating because it's like Whitney doesn't even see it. Like Whitney doesn't even seem to realize that she's like not saying what is bothering her. Like she doesn't see that she just keeps being like, no, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. It's okay. So what are you mad at? It's like she doesn't. It's just so frustrating. So Andy even is like, okay, we're not going to solve this and moves on. And he asks why Angie was so quick to forgive Monica for spreading the rumors that her husband was gay. And is it just me or does this seem like it was from so long ago? Like when he asked that, I was like, wait, what are we (laughs) talking about? This is so long ago. Like I feel like so much has happened. Like Again, it's that whiplash, that Salt Lake City whiplash, and like so many things have happened. And um, honestly, I was more focused at that time on how beautiful Angie looked. <laughs> like her hair is so beautiful. She like her hair looked so soft with the waves. And like, did you guys notice her sparkly, bedazzled silver claw nails? Like, 
I want her nails so bad. They were so distracting. Like as she was talking and moving her hands around, I was like, give me those nails. And her body looked amazing. Again, I'm so glad she wore the short dress. And I thought she looks beautiful all the time, but like she really did look like 10 years younger than she normally does. Again, she looks beautiful all the time, but amazing, stunning. Then we've got Andy imitating Meredith, and it was so (laughs) funny. The rumors, the nastiness. (laughs) I loved it. And then they showed a montage of like everybody saying rumors. Like anytime they're like, oh, well, there were rumors. Well, I was just spreading rumors. Well, I just heard the rumors. Um, And they started with Meredith's famous line of like, well, you want me to go there with her husband? And Then it just talks a little bit about like Whitney and Justin's relationship, Meredith and Seth's and asks Monica about the divorce being official. And we find out that she'll be getting 6,600 a month. She talks about her business, like saying that it's shut down. Um, But then like Heather's like, I bought blankets. I've yet to get them. And then like, you know, people just keep piping in like, well, my business was booming during COVID. Well, yeah, mine was shut down. Well, now it started to get like all this stuff and um, saying like she needs to reopen it. And she says like, oh, I had to refund people. Like everybody was kind of just chiming in. It seemed like Monica was starting to like really shut down. I think like once it wasn't about her, she really was just like shutting down. Um, Then they were like asking about Angie and Sean's relationship and Angie was like, well, it was fine until that rat crawled out of the sewer about Monica. (laughs) And um, Andy again like imitates Meredith and then they like get into this like thing about semantics about like, well, you did start rumors or like dangle rumors about a marriage and it's like semantics about like, well, it's marriage and husband and it's like I don't know I didn't really care for it I don't I don't like arguing about semantics um and Meredith starts to list like the things that Angie has said and done towards her and Angie kind of answers some of them and Meredith said something that stuck out to me where she was like, it's sad for women to poke and prod at women for being honest about marital problems and use that against her at a later date when she's really happy. I just think that's really shitty. And I liked that. And, um, it, did you guys notice that like Lisa was like, Oh, I agree. And Heather's like, yeah, I agree. And Whitney's like, yeah, I agree. And I, I don't know. Again, there was something about the way like the cameras went to them that I was like, is this a hint of something or is it just like they just want us to hear that? I don't know. Something about like something about that. I don't know. Maybe it was nothing, but I noticed that. Um, But Angie's like, well, you threatened my marriage. And Meredith's like, no, I didn't. I brought up rumors when I lost my temper, but I want to better myself, don't you? And um, yeah. Angie says, I just want to say that Monica was determined for this rumor to come out. She was going to every cast member the first week of filming saying there are rumors about Angie. That was when I thought we were friends. Um, And so I, I kind of forget that. Like, I guess like this whole bomb and like so much has happened like since the finale that I do forget that like Monica came in as Angie's friend. And so, um, 
Yeah, it said like, oh yeah, some fan writes in being like, Whitney was using Monica to like spread that rumor about Angie. And Monica says like, I just want to say like, I don't blame Whitney for anything that comes out of my mouth. Like I don't want her to be blamed. And Angie says like, no, no, no. That first week of filming, like when I thought we were still friends, Monica was trying to tell everybody there are tons of rumors about Angie. And so Monica cuts in being like, no, I didn't. And Angie says, keep your big mouth shut. This is my marriage. This is my moment. And Monica says, your moment you're right. You finally made it four seasons later. And Andy says, well, she can say the same thing about you. Oh, I love when Andy burns the women. I know that sounds terrible, but when Andy gets them like, oh my gosh, like, oh, it must hurt so bad, but it is very entertaining when it happens. But Angie burns her at the same time as like, well, I deserve to be here. I take off all the clauses. Unlike you spending your children's money on a purse, you're irresponsible. And Monica loses it. The classic, like, keep my children's names out of your mouth and are you effing crazy? Bah, 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 bah. Oh, it looks so good. Like, I'm so excited for next week. What do you guys think? Did you guys enjoy it? Oh, I'm so excited. Well, thank you again for listening and please rate and review five stars only. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Bravo Maestra. Bravo, M-A-E-S-T-R-A. Thanks, guys.